0: Found you, Miss New Booty. Get it together and bring it back to me. Hit the players' club for about a month or two. Put his hand on it and see what he would do. Get it right, get it right, get it right, get it tight. Get it right, get it right, get it right, get it. Booyaka 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 Rockin' everywhere Welcome back Gentry (laughs) I'm
1: sorry I don't know why Welcome back Ladies and gentlemen I've been watching too much um, Of these stupid impeachment hearings So This is the gentle lady from New York from the Buffalo of York and I am here I am reclaiming my time to come and podcast to you all this, on this good this good Thursday of December hello, hello welcome, welcome um yeah, it's been a week, it's been exciting and underwhelming in many ways, um, the president is getting impeached, these articles of impeachment have been delivered. Um, Maxine Waters kept her promise. She was behind uh, Adam Nadler. Just Her silence was just screaming, I said what I said! It was delightful. And I pray one day to have the power in my pinky finger that she emanates from her, her silence mize one day. But, um, you know, that's just now being used against the democrats so the republicans are saying if you you know you've wanted him impeached from the beginning and it's like well yeah because you 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 elected a known criminal who like employs illegal immigrants doesn't pay them doesn't pay everybody else scams people with those fake clown college is taking money from a cancer charity for children and whom who hangs out with exclusively with people who all go to jail. But, you know, that's, you know, that's just Tuesday. So, yeah, the fact that she always wanted to not have a criminal in office is now being held against her as some sort of plot. It's really, really interesting. We'll get into that a little more later, but that's not even what I want to start with. But it's just instructive that going to Sunday school, doing your catechism, Trying to remember what Sister Philip Marie told you in my case, it's not going to help you as an adult. It's really not because one day you're going to be like, "Hmm, that seems wrong," and someone's going to be like, "No, it's fine," and and it's going to be weird because they're just going to, you'll be like, "Well, you just ran that red light and you you hit you hit that little girl who had a lemonade stand." Maybe we should do something about that. And they're going to be like, no, you just ran that red light. And you're going to be like, no, but like I've, that's physically impossible. I wasn't there. And they're like, no, you did it. My point is just that what, what uh, power does the truth have against lies? And I'm beginning to think none, right? Because if people get so good at lying that they lie with their whole fucking chest, say it with their whole throat, they're just unabashed liars it doesn't what does it matter what you say and what really happened if they know that their constituents only listen to them that they have an entire network that is the only place that their constituents get information from there's no you know there you there what is what is the impetus to tell the truth other than being a good person and we we already can discount that as an option so that's the conundrum that's happening with the impeachment hearings, which are still going like on right now. Well, it's it's like almost nine now. Maybe they've stopped. I could check and see, but a little while ago it was still going on. So people are putting in late, long winded hours to keep saying the same things over and over again. Lies and truth, both by by the same thing I mean both the lies and the truth. It's just very repetitive. And I am someone who grew up on C-SPAN, okay? I'm used to having that in the background. And I, your girl, was not interested today or yesterday. And these are for the debates. The House Judiciary Debates Articles of Impeachment Before Votes. It's very clear everyone's going to vote for their side. And, you know, that's it. But I guess I'll get to it will get to it a little more later for you, but let's just jump right in to the first other story of the day. I've collected a cadre of other types of things today that there was just some interesting weird shit popping out that I wanted to share. so I hopefully have a show lined up for you that's less political and just more i'm not I don't even know of light in some in some cases, just you know. A little more random, a little more grab baggy. Let's do it. Okay, if you've been anywhere on the internet at all, uh, you know this, but a lot of you don't. And I'm happy to be the one to give you your news and I feel privileged to do so. So to break it down for you real quick, Lizzo, who is blessed to be chosen to be on the Time Magazine cover this year for Entertainer of the Year... She went into the Staples Center for a a game. Now, I'm going to rely on my own sports acumen. I'm not going to Google the name of the team, but I know she went because she grew up in Minnesota. And I don't know. She's like from Detroit, Houston, and Minnesota. But I think that's why she was there, because her team was playing. I'm going to say they're called the Timberwolves. Is that the NBA team from Minnesota the Minnesota Timberwolves don't know what a Timberwolf is couldn't tell you never seen one anyway she went with her entourage to this game and she was wearing a long oversized t-shirt dress with the buttocks cut out so where the seat of the dress would be was a big cutout hole and she just had a thong and fishnets underneath um that's the whole story. I don't know if... I don't know what your level of jadedness with life is, but there's some of you that might be like, why is that a story? A pop store wore a thing. A pop star. I feel like I said pop store. A pop store wore a thing. Yeah, that's, that's what happened. So obviously this made the internet almost break into a million little pieces, like the movie that is now coming out the adaptation of the James Frey book, which I hear has some exciting full frontal nudity. Um, that's just something I've heard. You may, you know, do what you want with that information. Anyway, the internet broken in a million little pieces. People are horrified. People don't know what to tell their children. We're going to go through all this wahala piece by piece. I guess I should add that the way the dress was kind of alert, you know, the way people got to be privy of what she was actually wearing after her entrance into the venue was that when her song juice came on and i think the team cheerleader started dancing to it and i use dancing very loosely when we're talking about any of these nba teams because wow i i mean just wow that's all it's just is a lot of things that make me question who's choreographing and what the actual skill set for being on those teams involved. but Anyway, they started, you know, gyrating, moving around and flipping their hair to juice her song, which is super catchy and one of my faves. And she turned around and started twerking to it. And that's how everyone saw the dress. Okay, so the words people are using is disgusting. I'm highly suspicious of whenever anyone calls anything that's not related to like vomit and like... I don't know, Dr. Pimple Popper as disgusting. Even those things have... Look, there's some people that have vomit fetishes. I just learned about this. And Dr. Pimple Popper has millions of hits. So even the things that we can like really kind of feel like we can call disgusting without a lot of conflict have fans. And you're going to tell me that someone's ass is being alive and existent is disgusting. It's also suspect. It's also suspect. So the read said it before I could cuz now they come out on Tuesday but what I my biggest thought was as I see these arguments on the internet of like it's not because she's big i would say it because she's small i don't think it was appropriate for that time blah 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 and crystal said it can be both and that is exactly what i wanted to say it's kind of like when people say well we don't know that there was any racism involved, blah, blah, blah. They're always, like, you could just assume there is and move on and and do what else is added on to that. And that's what we're going to do with Lizzo from now on. Everything that she does that pisses you off is most likely involving her being a big girl and especially anything related to her clothing choices. And we can move on from there. People started saying, oh, not at the Staples Center, the Staples Center. I've never been there, but I'm pretty sure it's not the Vatican. Like, I the 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 hallowed tones that people started to say the word Staples Center just started to be absurd. Well, not it. That's not what you do at the Staples Center. Tell me what you do at the Staples Center. What kind of like Adidas tracksuit? You know, is it like sports casual? What's the dress code for a sports game that I'm not familiar with? Like literally acting like it was uh, the church. Like, I just, I can't. Well, it's not it's not the red carpet. It's not this, it's not that. Everywhere that you go is the red carpet if you're a pop star. Okay, people wear weird stuff in the airport because they're being photographed. They wear weird stuff wherever they go. And by weird, I mean it could be wacky if you're Lady Gaga. It could be on your chic brand. It could be heels with a sweatsuit if you're Rihanna at the airport at LAX. Because you're being photographed and everything is an opportunity. So I don't really think any of us need to give... This highly famous woman tips on decorum and how to lead her life and her wardrobe publicly because she's fully, fully aware that she's going to be photographed. She did what she wanted to do. And I would argue that she's trolling all of us because... She knows that it makes people mad that she's big and does what she wants and stays naked on Instagram, just like lots of other people stay naked for absolutely no reason. In fact, I would much rather see someone showing their ass who's very, very like, yes, this is my ass, and I just did this to show you my ass, than the people who take pensive pictures looking off bridges, where I always wonder who caught you in thought? Who caught you in the middle of doing yoga? My yoga class doesn't have photographers how are these things at all like accepted as like natural and inspirational okay anyway moving on i don't want to just rip instagram generally but i don't even follow her on instagram i'm not like the best instagram user but i've i've look on there and i know what the kind of stuff she posts and how it gets people so mad so um yeah the internet had a meltdown there were debates there were people talking about what am I going to tell my children what you know as a mother blah 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 what do you mean what are you going to tell your children tell your children that people have butts I guess they have butts tell them that the thing they're sitting on every day is a butt kids know what their fucking butts are they do They they, when they learn how to pee and poop, they know what a butt is. So now they've seen someone else's butt the same way they would if they went to the beach or anything like that. And, you know, if you're worried that your daughter is going to ask, oh, hey, mommy, can I wear my ass out today? Like, I don't know. Just say no. Like, you probably also don't let her wear stilettos and, you know, a push up bra if she's three. So I feel like there's other clothing choices that you say no to her. I just don't get it. I'm going to read a comment that somebody wrote. The faux concern trolling that, is, that goes on in the comments is really, really disturbing. Um, okay, so Lizzo came out with a comment that was basically like, I am who I am, I do what I want, I work so hard to get where I am, and I'm just so happy and I'm so above any of the criticism you guys could like ever give me. And it was basically just the shade in the form of an inspirational message. Like She's like, I love you. You're awesome. Whatever you're going through, like be lifted up, da-da-da-da. Just basically like I'm above you, bitches. So this woman named Kenya Couture wrote, I was a very big supporter of yours. I do not think the criticism regarding body image is the issue here, which is like just like when a white person says they don't think race is the issue here. Like your opinion on that is sort of irrelevant if you're skinny. I love women of all all sizes. I myself I'm not perfect. I was at that game last night with my three-year-old son who was watching you on the screen. As a mother, I'm not sure how you expect us to explain that behavior to our children. Girls, look up to you. You have a platform to not only help women with body image issues, but also prove to the world that women have more to offer than our bodies. Things like that, especially at family events, set up black women milestones. Remember, promote self-love and also self-respect. That's just your irrelevant um, respectability, politics, adult opinion of what you think she's supposed to be doing. And I refuse. I can't play ball with these these lines and stuff. Like, do you think Rihanna's disrespectful? Do you think Beyonce's disrespectful? Like, some people do. They take it there. They think, you know, we should be burned on a pyre for wearing leotards. Some people do think that. But most of y'all don't, and that's why I don't put any credence in what you say. Like, I just... What do you mean? What did you tell your son? What did your son actually ask you? Like, what are the things that your children are actually asking? And can people stop using their kids as some sort of foil for, you know, nonsense? Like, I, you know, It's annoying. Um, Someone else said, well said, I am a mother of a young daughter and I don't understand how I'm so pissed about this, but I am so disappointed. I am plus size as well and grew up with fat shaming that I'm still working through as an adult. I have a thin daughter and I'm so conscious of her not attaching her worth to her body and image. What Lizzo did was disgusting and disappointed. And I'm rooting so hard for her and that's why I'm so bothered ratchet and ghetto is not a good look on her and I hope she works through this episode as I think it's related to her depression (laughs) I'm a licensed therapist that has also dealt with depression and body image (laughs) a lot of this looks like overcompensation and excessive behavior as a mask for unhappiness like shut the fuck up she's a pop star what it's excessive behavior like Some of the people that are famous, the reason they became entertainers is because they're fucking entertaining anyway. So Lizzo, as she has said she is, and from stuff I used to watch of her before she was quite as famous as she is, just recounting stories of crazy nights she had out and stuff like that, she strikes me as the type of person that would do some wild, fun shit anyway. So... She is an entertaining personality. She became an entertainer. Now she's kooky and she's doing things you wouldn't do. And you're going to sit home and cry about it? It's fucking weird. Celebrities aren't you. So now you know that someone you you like her music likes to wear dresses with the ass cut out. That's all you know about her. So the meaning that you're attaching to this clothing choice is disproportionate and says a lot more about you than it does about her. Also, what kind of licensed therapist are you to call things ratchet and ghetto? So if you have if you have patients come to you from a certain social background, you're going to call them ratchet and ghetto. And like, are you also suggesting that everyone in the hood walks around with their ass out because they really don't? However, I have seen dresses on Fashion Nova with the ass out and some jeans with the ass out. And I was honestly just like wondering, you know, who was going to be the audience to wear it? When was it going to be become a thing? And now I have my answer. So I'm just unbothered by this, and I'm waiting for the rest of the world to catch up. I don't, like, Lizzo doesn't have to do what you think she should do. Her body image fight, and it doesn't have to just be about, you know, big girls wearing, like, you know, midi dresses and three-quarter length shit. It can be about bodies. Like, if she just thinks, like, as I kind of do, that we need to stop making bodies such a big deal all the time and and get over our obsession with nudity in the United States. Because when you go to other countries, like in Europe, for example, it's way more free, like on the beach, things like that. Like it's just not, the body isn't such a taboo thing. Our wanting to control what women wear is tied up to our wanting to control women's sexuality. It's tied up to us wanting to say, you're a good woman and I like your music. That means you can only wear this. Those women who wear this, they're bad. They deserve sexual abuse. They deserve, you know, they don't ha- decide to have, get to have control over the kind of intention they want. They're in this category. Like, everyone needs to get over their Madonna horror complexes. And I just love watching people melt down because of things that they haven't worked out in their own minds while this woman is counting her millions and seems to be mostly unbothered. And she might be, you know, turn out to be a Cardi B and be super too absorbed in what people say back to her and just fighting out fights on the internet. But so far aside from her, her snafu with Postmates, who Postmates pisses me off too, girl. Like, I, there's no other real uh, delivery service where you just sometimes wait two hours and don't get your food. Like, that's only happened to me with Postmates. I just want to say, so I maybe some of her, you know, she might have had Postmates PTSD that just built up to that moment. But yeah, there's no other, you know, should I forgot what I was saying? Postmates. Oh, yeah. I was saying that I don't know how she's you know, her full style of how she's going to handle her newfound fame, because it keeps growing and growing. But I do think that she is better equipped than we are to have a lot of support to get all the top notch therapy she needs and go to wellness and relaxation retreats and things like that. Like she, I hope can continue to do the work that she's doing, because let me tell you something, it's not easy being fat. Like I'm like a little bit fat right now for the first time. And it's, it's not, I don't necessarily think she would not trade being fat, but she wouldn't trade who she is. And that's what people don't understand. Like, Loving yourself in a moment because you still know that you're a bad bitch. You have all these things going for you. The fatter I get, the younger I look. I look younger now than my headshots like six years ago when I was uh, just starving. You see the dehydration lines in my face, veins popping out my arms and collarbone. There's some sacrifices you make. So y'all need to just leave us baby faced big bitches alone with our supple delicious skin and and go focus on something else, okay? So I hope she continues this public project of loving herself and doing what she wants and just letting everyone know that here's one more bar you set for me. You don't mind that I'm fat, but you don't like when I wear stuff like this. Great. Here are these roles for you because who said there shouldn't be roles? Literally, you know, 200 years ago, that wasn't even the standard, okay? Look at look at the painting of Venus, all right, all right. Look at it, okay? Because coochie coochie fritos popping, okay? Love handles popping, all right? Ch- Chancleta's popping. <laughs> I know that's not what that means. Um, sorry, Spanish speakers. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. I love Lizzo, and again, like I think I even love her more than I love her actual music. Although she has some really good music too for that whole thing she overcame with everybody hating her because she's a pop star. I'm like, okay, I didn't know black people couldn't like make pop music. Like to me, pop music is just mostly annoying. So I don't know what you want from the bitch. If her aesthetic was Jill Scott, you would know because that's what she was, she'd was. be doing. However, she does have some great, great music and a really large catalog that's way bigger than just this year, as is usually the case with people that suddenly blow up. They've been doing it for a while. So Everyone, stop writing her nuts. But, like, you're just making her more famous. That's all you're doing. Hello there,
0: how are things? I once was a breast man, and now it seems, ever since I had the pleasure of getting you together, you just is just whatever I found, my buried treasure. So,
1: I found this story very interesting. Uh, What website? This is from pinknews.co.uk. The mafia has dropped its ban on homosexuality. After discovering a mob boss's son is a fabulous drag queen. I really enjoyed the title because this purports to be a gay news site, but the descriptor fabulous is just an opinion but like for them to put that he was fabulous in the title like he it must be true he must be that bitch um let's see in the past mobsters risked being murdered if they were even suspected of being gay but the once fiercely homophobic mafia has now evolved with society an anti-mafia investigator in the southern region of calabria has revealed ooh calabria that they have a they have a type of um Sausage or pepperoni. That's that's all I know. Niccolo Gratteri told the Times that although it's still taboo amongst older bosses, the mafia has relaxed its rules to permit gay men in its lower ranks as long as they don't parade it in public. Well, doesn't that sound like a lot of black families or something? I don't know. It sounds like choir directors. I don't know. It's just doesn't that sound just about right and wrong. Um, Let's see. This this crime investigator eavesdrops on communications between the Ndrangheta, which is southern Italy's richest crime syndicate. They are thought to control 80% of cocaine flow in Europe. Damn! Damn. And they bring in 38 billion dollars, well, euros, a year. People are being cunty with me about... When I say dollar, I just mean, like, unit of money. I know that, like... We have dollars and they have euros. But anyway, 38 million, billion, billion euro a year. Um, so this, this uh, investigator Gratteri he intercepted passionate letters between a crime boss and a young lieutenant and learned that many mafia foot soldiers freely enjoy drag bars. He even discovered that the son of one prominent crime boss is living as a drag queen under the name of Lady Godiva. I thought that was so. I just got this image of him like in a like chocolate bar themed dress and um with like long flowing blonde locks. It was really, 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 really interesting to me. Um let's see. Boop 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 boop. Um so Grateri, this <laughs> investigator. Just to continue the rest of the story, he's lived for three decades in police protection. And (laughs) he said, I brought to trial the grandfathers and fathers of today's bosses. They were impassive in the face of long prison sentences. The young today can't take the stress of prison the way their parents did. They get paranoid, depressed, and fragile. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Anyway, I think that is very interesting. And I feel like... They should, so that made me want to do more research about the mob, which I didn't, but if you have to like keep it private that you're gay and like not act super femme because you might embarrass the mob, does that mean that everyone knows who the mob is and it's not a secret? Is it kind of like the like the yakuza like in Japan, like people know who they are, they just kind of openly wrench it and you don't mess with them. That was interesting, but that was just a headline that I thought was cute um. Yeah, rock on, badass, bad guy, drag queens. I'm just imagining people, like, doing high kicks and death drops and then, like, rolling over and, and, like, grabbing machine guns in between sets. Someone needs to make a movie about this. Or maybe a musical.
0: I found you, Miss New Booty get it together and bring it back to me hit the players club for about a month or two put his hands on it and then see what he gonna do get it right get it done new booty keeps them cheeks clapping yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah here's a story that i found both heartening and disappointing at the same time so Pinterest and The Knot are two of the largest wedding planning platforms in the world. Well, in the country. Um, they have announced that they're changing their policies to stop promoting wedding venues and content that romanticize former slave plantations.
0: Um,
1: yeah, one of those things. Like, great. And why are people psychos that want to get married where people were tortured and enslaved anyway. But here we are. So um, it says the Knot Worldwide, which owns the Knot and Wedding Wire, is currently working on new guidelines to ensure wedding vendors don't use language that glorify, celebrate, romanticize southern plantation history. Um, Plantations will still be able to list themselves as venues, but the vendors will not be able to refer to the history that includes slavery using language like elegant and charming. Um, and someone from the website said, we want to make sure we're serving all our couples and they don't feel in any way discriminated against, which I appreciate because you saying that slave plantations are charming and elegant. It doesn't make me as someone planning my wedding, whenever the fuck that's going to happen, say, Oh, I just won't do it there. It makes me want to not use your website because you're an asshole. So I, I appreciate that that has come through and that you're actually acting like black people's feelings matter. Um, so the guidelines apply to all the wedding venues that list on the not, not just the venues that market themselves as plantations. So like for if former plantations have changed their names to manors or farms, that is, they would, you know, they won't count. And, you know, if you did, you know, change into a farm, which undoubtedly was then like farmed by the same slaves as sharecroppers. But like, say it's 2019 and you're a farm now. Great. Call yourself a farm. But don't be like, oh, we have this imaginary antebellum history where people wore big hoop skirts and it was so romantic and everything was great. It wasn't great. It was on the blood of my ancestors so stop just stop it like stop it Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds I still don't see it for them because they got married on a plantation like I think it's fucking disgusting and weird I think it's really weird I I just what if we just went around the world like picking concentration camps of all different kinds like sites where genocides happened and got married there that would be odd I, I, it's just weird, like it seems like bad juju. It seems like a bad way to start your life. You're asking for the candy man to follow you home and haunt you. like it just seems like a bad decision all around. Um, I also read because I read a couple stories um from different people, apparently uh, from different like uh, media outlets about this. Apparently, there's a show, like one of those wedding planning shows they where they let you like pick your wedding. And they give you these like prepaid for themes or whatever. A black girl was given like a plantation wedding theme with cotton as decorations. (laughs) And that's when I have to say, you're fucking with us. You're fucking with us, aren't you? Okay. So this is a nice transition into Nikki Haley, who she's always been an idiot, but like it's getting worse and worse. Um, Nikki Haley if you didn't know is Indian and I think it's important to say that because someone who can pass as a white woman making the hateful comments that you do it does like you can't you don't get to just like be a vehicle for white supremacy and then be like but I'm Indian um No one would really know you're Indian if you didn't keep telling us your last name is Haley. I mean, maybe an Indian person would, but just the same way that I could tell if people have like a drop of black in them or whatever, I'm sure an Indian person could tell, but I can't. And I, I, I'd be like searching for, for ethnicity in people. I'd be searching. So I'm just saying that she can pass for white with a tan, with a slight tan. And I think it matters When you want to pull your ethnicity card all the time, but yet you're spouting the white supremacist party line. So she is a mayor. Is she a mayor? I hope she's just a mayor. Wait a minute. This bitch is a governor. I will be really upset. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Former South Carolina. Oh, oh, gross. She was the governor of South Carolina. Former state legislator. And she, she went to Clemson University, graduated in 1994. She just was obviously indoctrinated by, I don't know, the old South. So she has come out of her throat um, with her dumb book promotional tour to discuss how the shootings at the church in Charleston by Dylan Roof hijacked the Confederate flag which was heretofore a an innocent image of southern heritage and then she said that you know he ruined it he made it a symbol of hatred um Uh, And she said, you know, today's outrage culture. It's very interesting that it's today's outrage culture when this this we're talking about a symbol from the Civil War that I guarantee you has struck fear into the heart of black people since it was created, you know, because it's like kind of creepy when people literally, you know, they hate you, but they decide to go to war and kill other white people like their cousins because they want to keep you enslaved. Like those are high stakes. So, but she's, a, she's, she's a attributing people's dislike of the Confederate flag to today's outrage culture. So just yesterday, you know, ma'am, just cause you just got to America, like, you know, when you were born 40 years ago, whatever, I don't know where you were born. That doesn't mean that there was a, there was a history that preceded that. And like you have the history a hundred percent completely wrong. So it's either on purpose or you're stupid one or the other. So, today's outrage culture insists, this is a quote from her, that everyone who holds a view that's different from our own is not just mistaken, they must be evil and shunned. That's wrong. I know too many good people in South Carolina who think differently about the flag but are not the least bit racist. Um Okay. So, I like what is who made you racism detector? Who? Um, so then she explained her comments some more and she basically doubled down and she told everyone to read the first two chapters of her book. The first two chapters of her book say the same thing that she said. I think she just doesn't understand how stupid she sounds because she's in the bubble of her constituents. It's that thing where you're like, no, no, no. Like you just don't get what I mean. It's like, no, we, we, we got it. You're wrong. You're incorrect. Um, So Sonny Hostin from The View, like, she went off on her. She said she should be completely disqualified from public office for saying that, which I think so, too. Um, She said, you know, South Carolina was the first state to commit treason when it declared its reasons for secession. I just don't understand what heritage you're claiming. I don't get like say that there the war wasn't about slavery. You still seceded from our union and now you're here. So if you want to be an American now, why is it okay to celebrate when you committed treason and tried to leave? Like, these are the same people that yelled at my dad when we went down south one time, go back to Africa, you monkey. You're always trying to tell somebody to go back where they came from. Yet your patriotism involves, like, championing a time When your states tried to leave the country we are now and become another country, and then you lost and you still celebrate that. I don't, I don't really get it. Um, I don't get it. So she's dumb and possibly racist herself because, you know, if you're not. With me, or against me. That's where I am at this point in my life. Like, you can't be lukewarm. You got to be all in. And you don't really give a fuck about... She also said some crazy stuff about how, oh, when Obama called her after the shooting, he sounded frustrated. He sounded, um, you know, like he was mad at South Carolina. He didn't offer her condolences. Ma'am, you, it wasn't your family that died. She, like, this isn't about you. And why are you slandering Obama? He sounded frustrating that there was a hate crime where a little white kid had a Confederate flag and explicitly set out to kill black people. And it happened, like Sonny Hassan pointed out, in the first state to secede from the Union that flies Confederate flags everywhere anyway. Like, I don't understand the logic that this guy was an outlier for using this flag. If everyone around him uses a flag. So what he's doing, he, you could just as easily argue, even if he is, you know, it's extreme in his actions, you could argue that what he's doing, he sees as a, um, you know, representative of what he learned from where he's from and that he is enacting some desire that he felt that would resonate with, with the people around him and the environment that he grew up in. You could as easily say that, or, I mean, He at least just knew what the flag means and you're going to say you don't. So again, this is just more racism, denialism. You know, I never shared with the podcast, there was a story that I didn't cover about a brewery and this black employee that was suing for, (laughs) he was suing for discrimination and in like the deposition with the lawyer, um, the, the, the owner of the company that he was suing, he refused to acknowledge that his employee was black. Like he literally said, I don't, he's like, the lawyer's like, so with your African-American employee, is he African? He said, is he African-American? Yes. He's like, I mean, I don't know that. And they're like, you don't know that he's black. He's like, I mean, I don't know what black means. I don't, I don't assume. I just, (laughs) and it was so delicious because I low key feel like that's where, I always in my mind, like, I'm like, what if we take this out to the furthest conclusion? And I'm like, if you don't see color, then that's where we're going to go. That's where the racism denialism is going to go. There's no such thing as black people. That's that's where we're going to go. Anyway, Nikki Haley is just she's just part of That's You know, she's Republican. That's that's the shit that they're, they be on. That's that's the kind of these are the her making up. Lies about what the Confederate flag means and how she doesn't know what it means, it puts her squarely in alignment with everything else that's going on in her party right now. So we can't really be surprised. Thick, thick,
0: thick, thick. I can't even pass on her. She walks around with all of that damn ass on her. Thick, thick, thick can't even pass her cause she walks around with all of that damn ass on her
1: Okay, so Cuba Gooding Jr. has been accused by many more women since the first um, allegations came out a couple months ago and the total is now 22. Yikes! Not good. Um, many of them also took place at bars One of them, more than one of them, involved him demanding that women pee on him. Apparently, he said to one woman, you're going to sit on my face, pee in my mouth, and pee all over me. (sighs) I don't really know what to say about that one. Um, Another incident, he invited a woman to a screening and then molested her there just like he invited me to a screening. So I either like narrowly missed being molested or just was not his type either way. It's a good thing that I didn't uh, call in sick to my show and go to that uh, opening that he invited me and my friend to because who knows what would have happened. And I am, I am that naive girl that just thinks like people are being nice. And then he did tell this other actress like, oh, I know you want to act. I will ruin you. That shit? No. That shit, I don't know. No. That shit is so foul. Like, fucking with women's dreams and hopes and career aspirations, like, that that made me so mad when I read that. Um, So it's not looking good, and there's a lot of people. And it's really, yeah, it's just one of those things. Like, when one person comes out, it makes other people feel comfortable coming out on the one hand, but then people also argue, oh, it's just a pile on, you know. They just know that, you know, if someone's someone's name is besmirched, et cetera, reputation, then it makes it easier for you to just pile on. But, like, what are people getting out of the pile on? You know, these women are anonymous right now. Um, it doesn't really seem like they'd be getting anything out of it. So it's not looking good. Not looking Good. In other celebrity news, and I hesitate to call it celebrity. Hold on. This mic is turned to the wrong direction. Okay. Um, someone I just became aware of. Let's call it someone I just became aware of. Named Fabian, Fabian Basabe. Um, he is, he was called an actor, which I also take offense to. Um. He's on a reality show called Filthy Rich Cattle Drive, where apparently rich people are put on a cattle farm to drive cattle. Um, so, as you know, Miami Art Basel just happened, and there is a PR pro, a beautiful Nigerian woman named Tayo Otiti, and she didn't allow Mr. Basabe to enter the party where Jody Watley was playing. What a throwback. Go, Jody, um, Because it was at capacity. Uh, it was at capacity. People have to leave, you know, for me to let people in, she said. So this dude has a full-on tantrum. He calls a museum, like, bigwig who escorted him in. He ended up pissing off a bunch of people inside, and when he leaves, he screams at her, peasant, whore, bitch, fuck you, nigger bitch. Um, she wrote on Instagram, I was just called the nigger, peasant, bitch, and whore by Fabian Basabe, the flaming piece of shit, racist garbage. And... Of course, he was having this tantrum to get into an art exhibit by black artist uh, Macklin Moore. Is that, is that his name? Do, 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 do. Thomas. Oh, I totally made up his name. I don't know why I did this. Michaelaine Thomas, whose art, you know, deals with <laughs> issues of race. Um... Now here's his his ex his apology which is not an apology which basically tells you everything you need to know. If you if you act up and yell at people people can think you you don't you don't act super defensive of what you said. Like no, I called you a bitch, but I didn't call you anything else, bitch. Like that's not how reasonable people respond. So he definitely said that shit. Let me read you his comment. Um No argument whatsoever was had. I said, nice try, peasant. As if that's, like, not something you should get slapped in the mouth for. You don't fucking call a black person a peasant. Who the fuck do you think you're talking to, bitch? Okay, sorry, that really made me mad. I 100% said it and will apologize for it. What do you mean, will? Where's the apology, you dick? I 100% said it and will apologize for it, but she's using the N-word and whore to rally support. It is deeply upsetting and not true for her to use these trigger words. Deeply upsetting, like trigger for who? He said, adding that he has famous friends of color. I just had in my home Cuba Gooding Jr. praying with my kid. But <laughs> well, Why? Praying about what? Praying about pee Like, what? I just had George Foreman in my home this past week. Do you mean the grill? Why was George, like, of all the random ass, cele- I mean, he is 47, so these people are closer to his age range, but of all the people you could have in your home to legitimate legitimize your blackness not that that's a thing that can be done by having black people in your home because it can't George Foreman and Cuba Gooding Jr. praying with your kid what a fucking weirdo Um, then my favorite part is that they got a a comment from a retired police officer Fernando Sainz who worked security at the event and said I may be old but I am not deaf I heard it clear as a bell peasant nigger Nobody deserves to be called that, and that's what really upset me. All right, so this dude is canceled, and I'm totally okay with making him famous to get him canceled. So, you know, let's, let's get him known enough that when he actually gets canceled, it will be a, a fall to fall from because right now if he got canceled, I don't know that. I don't think the public aspect is quite there.
0: <laughs> Shorty bad as hell and she all about the letters waistline small I'm like be what you eat for breakfast she said she's from Miami but she's moving back to Texas I know she wants she's
1: at my necklace. I'm going to read this story without much commentary. Um, a judge has been accused of using her courtroom to have group sex with lawyers. Judge Dawn Gentry, 38, from Kentucky, um, is also alleged to have pressurized lawyers into having threesomes with her and her ex-pastor lover. <laughs> Uh, apparently, the lawyers who refused her request, which if you look at the pictures, I would say most of them, they were not giving preferential treatment in their cases. Um, she's del- denying all these allegations, of course. Um, allegedly, her accusers are saying that she used Snapchat to flirt with her lawyers, which how do you get a bunch of 38 year olds in a room that are on Snapchat? Um Amongst the charges, she's accused of having a threesome involving her secretary and with her lover, Stephen Penrose, a former Christian pastor, as well as allowing employees to get drunk on the job. Like, how well does a drunk court function? Uh, she also got her ex-pastor lover a job as a case specialist. Hmm. Okay. The Judicial Commission has also spoken to Catherine Schultz, who was on a panel with Gentry to deal with cases of child abuse. And so Schultz, like in the course of working with this judge, she said that the the judge used Snapchat to ask her to, to seduce her former husband, Brian Gentry. So this judge is divorced. She asked this woman, another lawyer, to seduce her husband so she could then accuse him it was her then husband so she could accuse him of infidelity um this judge's representatives have denied that she engaged in any inappropriate or unwanted sexual advances they denied everything this is this is weird this is very specific so i'm just gonna say you know when people make up stuff about you that's this specific you gotta gotta wonder a little bit about um what might be okay? So, I'm gonna close the show out with a fun story that I thought was hilarious. I'm not gonna talk about politics, I can't. I've still been drinking a lot of wine throughout this whole recording session. Um, but I just what can I tell you that's new, guys? L- if I could tell you some highlights from the past couple days, it would be things like. Okay, so the president through these impeachment hearings has forbid the most important people from responding to their subpoenas. People like Nick Mulvaney, who, you know, gave a press conference and said, of course, the president threatened Ukraine. Presidents, you know, they do what they want to get to the information, blah, blah, blah. So the president has forbid people from showing up and doesn't show up himself blocks the investigation. And then the Republicans get to these hearings and say, well, we haven't heard from any fact witnesses. Like we literally haven't heard from the most important people because the president told them not to come. Uh, What other fun things are they like flipping backwards, flipping backwards. I feel like I wrote them down, but then it just, it started to get too, it was, it was too much. Um, I just like I said, you can't win if you can't win if the country's divided on its perception of reality. Right. So I like to watch these hearings on the Hill, which is the um, live streaming platform for all these important Senate hearings and things like that, that comes on Facebook. And you can see the comments and they're just divided 50 50. They're divided like, well, I I guess Facebook probably leans liberal because I would say they're divided like 60 40 you know, like, oh, my gosh, this is so corrupt. This sounds so ridiculous. I can't believe the Republicans are doing this. What does Trump have on all of them? And then someone's like, Trump 2020. Well, the interesting thing is the Trump respondents don't exactly have facts. They're usually just like, Trump 2020. Snowflakes are crying. Like, that's it. Um, but I've just never people, seen people lie with their whole chest. Like I told you, I grew Catholic. Like, I went to confession— it was I was just big on like sins and shit, like not doing them, and lying was just discouraged. I'm not trying to say that if this is the only way to learn morals. I'm just saying from my upbringing, first I'm just that type of anal kid where I hear things about what's a sin, what's going to send you to hell, and the Catholic guilt and stuff. And I'm like, lying is a big deal. So I am still as in a full of grown woman, adult, fascinated by seeing people lie just full, with their full throat, full throat, and that's just what you see. And I don't really have much much to say on it, except that they are purposely confusing the facts. They are negating things that have already been established. For example, it's established that Ukraine did know that the aid was being held. But even if they didn't know, they didn't know because, you know, if they didn't know or didn't find out the exact time which Trump started setting things in motion, it was because he got caught. So there's a bunch of people saying nothing happened what you got is a big nothing burger you don't see anything happening cuz the 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 democrats are determined to get him out of office and blah 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 um and then the democrats have to go and make speeches about like their kids and when they came to america and when their grandparents became janitors and blah 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 and it's just not super interesting to me anymore I just don't want you to have to do these speeches. Like my daughter's 10 years old and she said, you know, mom, how, you know, what's going to happen to our Republic? (laughs) Like it's all, it all is corny because what, what, and and what other level are you going to engage on if you can't engage with facts? So with that, we're going to talk about the Peloton commercial instead. So there's a Peloton commercial that has gone completely viral it's really interesting one of those blips of social media that it was out for a while before it started trending so I haven't seen anyone really satisfactorily narrow it down to the one tweeter Twitter account that got it trending but someone must have said something really funny and then it just picked up because I saw it you know when it came out like a couple weeks ago and I also thought it was weird. So if you don't know pelotons are those bikes that have become extremely popular. Um, they are in your home or you buy them in your home and then you pay for the membership to watch classes live. And you're cycling with all the people, you know, competing with everyone around the world who has a bike. i discovered the studio years ago cause they had free classes during the day. And so I would go, I love spinning. So I would go, it's fun. It looks like a nightclub. I, they have like DJs inside. They have lights, camera action, um, the, the, uh, instructors are very dynamic and fun and they just have different themes and different niches. Um, my mom has a bike at home. She's a huge fan. She's done over a hundred rides. She only uses one instructor. Shout out to Dennis Morton. He looks like Fabio. He's a beautiful person. I met him in, in person. He's a lovely, lovely guy, very motivating, so positive and so, so cute. Um, anyway, I'm a big fan of theirs because they have free classes during the day. Now, I'm only telling you guys because I don't want it to get blown up. But this company makes most of its revenue on the at-home bikes and the subscriptions to the at-home bikes. So the studio is just a way to get people interested, and it is literally a studio. Like, you know, it's a fitness studio, but it's a production studio in the sense that that is how the content gets out. So I found out that the reason they have so many free classes is because... During work hours, they can't really get people to sign up, you know, for $30 class. And then you lose your spot. You lose your money. If, you know, your work meeting changes or your boss is being long-winded, you don't get to run out the door at the moment you thought you were going to. They couldn't get the background of the classroom. I mean, they couldn't get the bikes full enough to make it look like, you know, a fun class. So they needed to have the classes be free so that people could just walk in, you know, as an incentive. And that's what happened. So actors, people with unconventional schedules, and even less conventional paychecks, get on over to Peloton Studio during the day and live your life. So that's what Peloton is. So this commercial featured a wife who was gifted a Peloton for Christmas, and her husband gives it to her. She, it shows her waking up at 6 a.m. to get on the bike and this is a very 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 thin woman which is not to say the fitness is not for thin people but she got on and she did it and then at the end of you know however long she says at the she she was making a video vlog of it for her husband and then the commercial that vlog is like her gift to him or something so She's filming herself, and it's it's the angle that you like film take video selfies, and it's all compiled in this video and she's like, at the end of a year, I didn't know how much this would change me. Thank you and it looks like she's a prisoner. Uh, people had so many issues. They thought it was sexist. They thought it was awkward for a husband to get his really thin wife's exercise bike and be like, here, bitch, this is what you need. And then, you know, she rides and rides and rides and she looks terrified. Um, honestly, I just watched a really cute clip of her on the uh, Good Morning America with Hoda Cobb. This actress, she said, it's my fault. It's my face. It's my eyebrows, which I thought was so cute that she could like take it in stride because it was. But it's also makeups her makeup's fault too. Her eyebrows are really thick and they're really expressive like she's someone that can move them individually and when she was doing her schmacting, which you know you do a little schmacting for commercials sometimes, thank you and put her eyebrows like frowned like it was supposed to look like she was touched, but it looked like she was scared, and a lot of it has to do with her eyebrows, but a lot of it also has to do with the casting. I mean, I can, I do a lot of commercial editions and um, sometimes some commercials, But <laughs> and I spend like lots and lots of times in commercial studios. I know the type of women that get them. It's like an elevated, approachable look, like more attractive than the rest of the population because that's how our stupid industry is, but like they still look kind of like a regular person. And, um, she is kind of ethnically ambiguous, which black people don't get excited. That never means you. Um, that means like a brunette that you can't place. (laughs) That's just what it means. I'm sorry. I'm just, that's what it means in the industry. So she, like, I thought she was half Asian. Maybe I found out she's Latina. She just looks like, you know, generally Mediterranean-ish of some, she looks like she could be a lot of things. And I totally like, she looks very castable to me, but she just, It just didn't, it just came out looking sad in the commercial and the director should have caught that shit. Um, Another thing that people found off-putting was, you know, that she was so thin and it's like, what is the point of this? That is everyone's fault. I mean, our relationship with fitness is really weird, right? Like I'm learning through my process to come to exercise for endorphins. Yes, as a way to work out my like competitiveness and my craziness and my, you know, in another life you know, I probably would have done well in the hunger games and things like that. Like, I don't know. I just like rough housing. I like jumping around. I'm looking at it as more like play. I want to look at exercise more as play now and joy, like take dance classes for fun, things like that. But we have this thing about pretending we're soldiers or something and that it's something you like, you know, we, we add value and morals and honor to exercising. Like it makes you a good person and, So, you know, when she says, I had no idea how much it would change me, what changed you? You know, it's just a hard, it's a hard thing to put into commercial, you know, commercials are visual. So is what changed you that you stuck to something, you know, maybe the character broke her leg last year and she never thought she could get back to doing something she loved. And maybe she has bipolar depression and part of her treatment is she needs to get exercise endorphins every day, which exercise is a real um, prescription for a lot of depress, depression disorders. And she did it every day because we all know it can be hard to get your... There's things that, you know, we don't all like to do the same amount. But as an adult, you know you will feel better when they are done, but the getting started of it is a hard thing. I mean, there's just so much backstory that you can't really put into something visual easily. So it kind of just looks like a skinny person... And then we're trained to expect fitness transformations. But then she looks exactly the same afterwards, which she should, because like, what's going to happen? It was just kind of, it was just awkward, you know? And I, like I said, would it be offensive if, if, you know, it started out my size and then became a size zero? Yes, that would be the wrong message, unless, because, you know, you're selling this as a Most Americans aren't thin, and they're not going to be thin. So that's not the point, like, that you're going to whittle away and disappear. It's like, you know, be fit, have fun, kind of. It's, It's awkward. I think fitness messaging is going through an interesting time with body positivity, with how people are just, you know, becoming more realistic about what exercise actually means, who, who is exercise for. It used to be a, a thing for the rich who people had leisurely time and, you know, definitely wanted to look a certain way. And that has actually been Peloton's issue in the past. I didn't realize their commercials were so hated because I'm familiar with the product from first, you know, I have a really positive association of going to their free classes. So I never saw it as this really bougie thing, but the bikes are expensive and People, you know, the commercials, they had them sitting in these houses that look like, I don't know, like what Apple probably looks like, like just floor to ceiling glass, looking out on the mountains, looking out, you know, somewhere in the Pacific Northwest with really thin blonde people riding while their children are unattended and probably have nannies. They were very alienating. Um, but this this commercial like made their stock go down and cost Peloton like a billion dollars or something. So it's just cool to me as someone who does this to see how much uh, commercials matter and they don't matter because this girl had to go to several callbacks. You have to go to several callbacks before you get a national commercial, and they look at so many people. So you you took her through this grueling process, and you didn't even direct her or pluck her eyebrows. I just think it's funny. And then the then co- then the then the company loses a billion dollars. Like, I never thought of commercials. I guess I thought of them as, you know, perhaps could be really, really popular, but I never thought of what would happen if they weren't. I just never thought of a commercial bombing and, like, a product <laughs> stock going down. But it's really funny. And she ended up being in Ryan Reynolds, um, put her in a commercial for his product, Aviation Gin. And she's sitting there with some girls, and they're like... How you doing? And she's like, I need more gin. And I think the commercials implies that she left her husband or something like that. Like she still looks scared. And I hope she milks it because that could be that could have been so awkward for her. So I hope she keeps milking her worried looking eyebrows all the way to the bank. Go girl, keep having a good attitude about it. I read that she's a mom and married like you better get those natural national commercials, support your kids. OK, put it in the bank, put them through college, like get get your money, get your money. Um, Yeah. It's funny. Look it up.
0: Wanna hit the club, cause she wanna show her clothes Bought some new heels, cause she wanna show her toes Dress fitted right, and it's better when she pose Custom everything, you can find it in the store Beep, 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 That's a bad bitch ballin' Only fuckin' with you, if you know what's ballin' Ain't a gold digger, cause she got her own shit Ain't a gold digger, cause she got her own shit Yeah! Bank need no cheese, face on beat, hair on fleek. Hell no, that's weak. Want a nigga that can give up. Okay, guys, that's it
1: for this week's cake and kombucha. It was a little bit different format of an episode. Um, I just needed to give you something lighter. I needed to give myself something lighter and give us all a break. So I hope you enjoyed it. As per usual, I want your feedback. Please follow me at Calaisier and actually next week I'll be launching Cake and Kombucha separate Instagram separate page we're going to be bringing you more content we'll, we'll let you know in advance when the show is going to drop it's going to be it's going to still be on Thursdays Thursdays is going to be the day and um, it's going to go back to like its official day every Thursday and it should be really fun so I hope to have a lot more interaction from y'all and I hope to have some cool incentivizing droplets of content to stay on your feed so you just get a taste of even what kind of things are going to come out for the week. And I really want to know what kind of stories you want covered because I hear after the fact what you liked, but I want to know before so I can put it in. All right, that's it. Have a blessed, blessed mid-desombe. december Enjoy the slush snow combinations that have been coming down in New York. Don't bust your ass on the subway like I did. And I will see you next week. Cake and Kombucha is produced and hosted by actress, writer, and singer Kelechi Azier. It features music by the talented Melanie J.B. Charles. If you like what you hear, check out melaniejbcharles.com.